Yes. So good. Right? I, I'm a this is Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters and their performance that they did for Joe Biden's inauguration. Times like these. Perfect choice. So cool, Dave Grohl. It's times like these learn to live again. Yeah. It's times like these. Thanks for checking out the podcast. The Take Two Edition. This is where we go back and look at a bunch of stuff we talked about this week on our radio show. Yeah. Bundes is the curator of this podcast. What kind of things you got for us? Well, uh, we had a pretty fun, interesting conversation uh, when Joe Biden got inaugurated this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something happened with the former president um, uh-huh. that, does, that, that sparked this debate about, uh, you guys know about manspreading, and Maura brought up this whole thing <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. that, that Mr. Bill Clinton was doing. <laughs> and Barack Obama. And Barack Obama that is now becoming the new manspreading. Yes. Thing. Yeah. So we'll have a little fun with listening back to that. Okay. And um, <laughs> um, on a previous podcast, we talked, I, I had mentioned a certain song that I like in my sex playlist. Yes. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, we got a caller that called in and, and sparked up this kind of little debate about trying out some of the songs. That's right. He tried out, tried out your, your song. song. Yeah, yeah. And he gave a full review of how that played out. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was I a don't want to give away anything, but he definitely tried it out and it definitely didn't quite work the way he thought it might. <laughs> yeah. We learned how uh, dinosaurs have sex. Yeah. yeah. It's been a great week for paleontologists everywhere. And uh, I can't wait till you learn. I mean, we learned about T-Rexes. Can we learned they, about birds. Can they self-pleasure the T-Rex? <laughs> You're going to have to stick around to find out. Uh-huh. And uh, we actually had a really interesting debate um, with, with COVID-19 and uh, the rules of traveling and some people getting stranded now because the flight restrictions have changed. Oh, yeah. We talked about a bunch of Canadian couples who were stuck in vacation destinations because they couldn't get, like, the right paperwork to come home now. Yeah. And uh, one of us on the show wasn't feeling too sorry uh, for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's lots of calls and lots of interactions with the show, so uh, I think it'll be good to go kind of back through that. Okay. Lots of stuff coming up here. Thanks for checking out the Take Two podcast. Oh! Now. The boys have kicked in. Now it's time to rock and roll, right? <laughs> After the first slowdown part of the song. That's right. And here we go. Woo! So good. It's So what is the man spread? It's just like standing with a wide stance or sitting with a wide it's stance. The, uh, everything's too big down there in the center spot, so you got to have those legs wide open, just uh, you know, so you're not crushing anything. And you know, guys do it subconsciously, right? I mean, some guys do it on purpose to make themselves appear bigger, but a lot of times people are doing it subconsciously. It's a thing you do. You spread the legs a little bit more just to have that dominance. Do you find you do stuff like that on a date, Bundus? 
Uh, yeah, but it's also it's also comfort, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's just nice to have a little breathing room down there. I get it. I get it. Let I... me give you an analogy, Mora. Okay. You know, in the spring when it starts getting a little warmer and you open up those windows for the first time in a couple of months, <laughs> mm-hmm. and everything just feels better, fresh. That's what we're talking about here. That's, That's what, what a man is trying to does? explain. Oh. Sometimes it's just you're opening the window, letting a little fresh air. Into the house. (laughs) (laughs) Was something to do with your mask the new form of manspread? Bill Clinton was doing it at the inauguration. Actually, a lot of people were doing it. And that is having your mask slip off your nose. Apparently, there's a column in the New York Times right now about how men always seem to have their mask falling down off their nose way more often than women. So yeah. is it is it a nose size thing? Is it just that guys are a bit slobby? It's like tucking in a shirt kind of thing? Probably like that. But you know, when you're talking with a mask on, that's where it really starts to slide. Mm-hmm. Could it also be the ratio or the aspect between the nose and the chin that might be longer on a man? Yeah. That, that causes that to come down? Because as you talk and the chin moves down, it's pulling the mask more than it would on a smaller face, perhaps? Yeah, you know, face size would definitely play a factor. When my wife wears a mask, if we mm-hmm. have the same set of masks, hers are up by, it's like top of her, by her eyes. You yeah, know, she almost. can't even see. Barely. <laughs> She's just looking over it. Whereas for me, it's halfway up my schnoz. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It, is it the new man spreading then? Because you yeah. want to look, oh, look at how big my nose and my chin are. I can't even get this mask on. <laughs> Huge. That's what they're saying. And how often do you see a guy in the grocery store with the mask below his nose? Too often. It's All a, the that, time. I call them half maskers. Yeah. And they it, it bugs me a bit because it's like, well, <laughs> what's the point? Why are you wearing one then? See, the beautiful thing about the mask that you made for us, Maura, yes. is that this is not an issue. It's it, not an issue, it I know. It never falls down because you have that little band that sits on your nose. I know, and you pinch it and it stays. And the bottom is open, so you never have your chin pulling the mask down. You're never a half masker. You're telling good. you. It's good design. You look like the Old West. If you're wondering what the masks look like, it's like the Wild West when people get on a horse and they pull up a, a bandana. bandana around their nose and mouth. I have a picture of all three of us wearing them on my Instagram if you want to check it out. At Maura Grierson. Tucker and Maura. Scott wanted to comment on this mask conversation. Apparently, guys walking around with masks below their nose is the new version of manspreading. Mm-hmm. And what did you want to say, Scott? I, I can't believe it's not difficult on the mask thing. It's like putting a size four pants on a guy. It's not going to fit. Most of these masks are one size fits all. Yeah. And guys are bigger and we are sloppier. That, that we're, I'm not going to argue that. I'll give you that 10 days to Sunday. But you have a one size fits all and the people that are bigger are going to struggle with that. It's be, yeah, it's like putting the same pair of pants on someone six four. Or someone that's more as height. It's, that, it's, you know? That's interesting. Tyler just sent us a text. He says, my five o'clock shadow grabs the mask and pulls it down. I'm always oh, fixing yeah. it. Oh, oh yeah. I Especially if you're moving your mouth. Yeah, good I point. Can't grab your whiskers on the side. Oh, yeah. It's, it's horrible. I have shirts that do that. That's when, what's uh, happening. Too high. That's it's what's like happening. little hands pulling it down. Uh, that's exactly what's <laughs> happening. That makes sense to me. And women don't have the facial hair, so we're not dealing with that. I'll tell you something. It's not that hard to go online and just Google uh, large size masks. It really isn't. Right. 
Did you guys know the statistics on the purchase of underwear? Eighty uh, percent of underwear for men is purchased by their by the. By that's their exactly what I was just going to say. <laughs> really? Yeah. By their mom. Yeah. By their mom or their partners, depending on the age. And you know, if you're forty years old living at home, it's probably your mom anyway. But that's the same thing with masks. Guys don't buy it themselves. If someone says, "Hey, here's a mask, wear it," okay, they don't care if it's going to fit. They'll just make it work. Women are more particular with that stuff. They want to make sure it fits. Guys don't care. I will fully admit that I have not bought one mask. They were all given to me. <laughs> and I will fully exactly. admit that in my life, I've only bought underwear once. Every other time, it was like a Christmas gift or a birthday gift or something like that. Bundes, you and I, were on the same page. It's so true. Yeah. We don't. I you, don't guys, you guys are kept men. You're kept men. <laughs> Bundes <laughs> by his mother. <laughs> and Scott, I don't, I don't know oh, who's looking after you. <laughs> Scott, great talking to you. Thanks for calling in, man. No worries. Have a good one, guys. I buy my own underwear. I also try and buy underwear for my wife, but she never seems to wear the stuff that I buy. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Just, You're not picking out the comfortable stuff. It ends up in that drawer that seems to be bottomless. It's like a black hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Let me just put it over here in the drawer. I think there's a bit of room down there. Here, I'll put the stuff you bought me down here. So yes. I'll be like, hey, remember that thing I bought you? How come you never wear it? Oh, I don't know. Because C- can't find it. Because it's, it gives her a rash. It's in that magic drawer <laughs> that has no bottom and it's just an empty hole. I swear to God, look around on Valentine's Day. You'll see women shifting uncomfortably everywhere <laughs> because we are wearing the stupid, cheap inappropriate underwear that you bought for us. I'm not asking for her to wear it in public, by the way. We wear it under a pair of jeans. Biggest mistake ever. (laughs) I'm surprised they haven't done this before, but paleontologists have been able to reconstruct one of the last remaining features on dinosaurs that we didn't know anything about before. They were too uncomfortable with that topic, (laughs) Mara. They have now reconstructed dinosaur genitals to find out how dinosaurs mate. They did research, particularly building one that was like the size of a large dog. Researchers found that the outer margins of the area that they reconstructed were colorful, highly pigmented, suggesting that dinosaurs use that area as a show to kind of let other dinos know that you were interested. You do a little show with said colorful area. There wasn't any sort of penetration going on. It was more like glands that the dinosaurs would rub together. They would bring together these openings and have sex very similar to modern crocodiles, which I'll now pass over the microphone to Professor Bundes. Oh, yeah. Did you do your homework? Dive deeper into the modern crocodile sex. Uh, I did do a little reading on the crocodile. <laughs> um, and they like to typically mate underwater. Oh, okay. yeah. And so the male will kind of go up to the female croc and he'll grab her from the side and then he'll line up those glands. Yeah, it's a gland thing. It's a gland thing, but the male will avert a penis. Okay. And insert it into the female gland. Ah. ah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, a little, little divergence uh, there. Wait, is there an egg? I thought there was an egg involved with crocodiles. I didn't do that much research. You, know, you don't know if there's an egg. Okay. No. I, I've done my homework, too. All right. Tucker uh, covered 
chickens for us. And birds. And birds, birds in general. Yeah. yeah. So you were right. You were right. They rubbed their glands together. Those glands, by the way, are the same glands they used to poop. Yes. And, same with the dinosaurs. And it's so, all coming from one area. So you got like the male bird rubs glands with the female bird uh-huh. and then they fertilize the egg internally before it comes out. So uh, that doesn't happen th- with chickens though. But chickens and maybe even some birds, I don't know about all bird species, but chickens can lay eggs without that process. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't be fertilized. Just like you oh. can lay an egg of sorts <laughs> that's not fertilized. You know, coming out of you, right? Like once a month it happens. That's right. So from what I understand. So brilliant. After this dinosaur discovery. Yes. Paleontologists are now going to be working on how humans have sex. <laughs> Isn't that riveting, guys? I, I don't you know because they're nerds and nerds. <laughs> I don't know if fun is gone, that joke. <laughs> yeah, they don't get laid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of course, I'm sure they have within their circles, they probably have a... I'm just joking, you know? I'm sure paleontologists have active sex lives with other humans. Tucker and Mora, who's this? It's Mick. I'm calling up to complain about the podcast. Because you mentioned it on the radio, and I thought, oh, I'll have a listen to that, because I can listen to it any time during the day at work. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys were talking about tracks that you listen to whilst entertaining your partners. <laughs> Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, like a sex playlist? Is that what we were talking yeah. about? Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I thought I was with my wife. Bundes uh, talked about Stereo Alchemy, God of Love. Yes. So I thought, well, I'll try that. I'll put that track on. But I didn't, I didn't know which bit to try and keep time with. And with <laughs> <laughs> it threw you off. It threw you off, Mick. Okay. There was, a, there was a fast bit with the drums, and I, I tried that at one point, and then my wife asked me what I was doing. <laughs> and then it didn't work at all. Okay, Mick, I'm going to give you some advice here. I, it, it seems like you need to know something. Everybody's playlist has to be specific to themselves. If you need to slow it down a little bit, you should pl- go with my sex <laughs> That's playlist. That's right. I'm like a few degree. I'm a few dials back. You got to create your own because it it has to work for you. You can't try and it's like uh, if I grabbed Bundes's playbook and brought it home mm. and then opened it up to page seventeen and I'm like, honey, we're doing that. Yeah, you know, it it, it may not work for us no. like it works for Bundes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't work for me. Hey, we really appreciate that you're diving into the podcast, though, at work. Yeah, good fun. Well, Tucker, you're turning me on right is now. Is this the song? This is the song that he was uh, referencing. Stereo Alchemy. This is Gotta your love. favorite song to make love to, Bundes? I've had probably... This song is the song I've had the most sex to. Yes. I love this song. But the thing is, when you're making a sex playlist, it's not the same as a workout playlist. The songs aren't supposed to set the pace. Like right. if you're, you know, doing cardio. Squats. Yeah. yeah this is nice and slow, Bundes. Yeah, it's so super vibey, man. I can't remember the last time I had a playlist going while my wife and I were being well, Yeah, how long would it be? One uh, song? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, the average sex session is 12 minutes. I think I read somewhere 12 minutes. So what's that? Three, four songs? The point is, 
Okay, more. The point is, is that we we have to sneak around now. Our kids yeah. are home all the time. We can't just be blaring music. Imagine in a they hear this song every time when you guys are hooking up. They're like, "Oh, we know what mom and dad yeah, are yeah, doing." Yeah, no, the days of like being a little wasted and having music blasting yeah. in our house. I mean, not the same. <laughs> Let's do this. The 10 most disappointing Valentine's Day gifts that you could give somebody. And I've actually given somebody the most disappointing gift on this list. In at number 10 of the most disappointing Valentine's Day gift is you serenading them. <laughs> I haven't done it, no. You ever grab no, your guitar? No, no, no. Not on Valentine's I Day. I wrote you a song. That's super lame. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> In at number nine, this is surprising because this is where Bundus gets most of his underwear, but it's underwear. Yeah. Underwear is a disappointing Valentine's Day gift. Why? Because you buy the stuff that's very uncomfortable for us to wear. It's riding up. It's not sitting right. In at number eight is perfume. He's in the most disappointing Valentine's Day. Perfume gifts. sounds fine. I sounds got cologne good. at Christmas. I was yeah. out. I'm pretty happy I got it. I'm not into the perfume. I know. We can tell. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I don't know. like masking my way. normal pheromones, Tucker. Yeah, we like your natural musk. <laughs> in at number seven, I've done this one. A love coupon book. Oh. Uh, you guys ever do that? No. You can my, redeem my, uh, my wife sexual gave favors? Me one. My wife gave me one, <laughs> and it was like legit printed. She bought it at some sort of novelty shop. Okay. And then I had it tucked away forever. I found it probably 10 years after she gave it to me. Mm, expired? <laughs> I tried to use some of the coupons, and they were all expired. Expired. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Those were sorry. all new relationship coupons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not 10 years in coupons. No, 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 no. Those expire very fast. <laughs> <laughs> this one never bothers me. In at number six, a bottle of champagne. In at number five is lingerie. Oh, and that's that kind of like underwear, yeah. but a little bit different, you know. Yeah. Now we're getting into teddies and yeah. thigh highs. Oh, and, hot. Uh, in at number four, a funny card. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, yeah. Number three is a heart-shaped box of chocolates. We've seen it in the movies, okay? Yeah. Lame. This one surprises me. In at number two of the ten most d- disappointing Valentine's Day gift is flowers. That's I'm, like a go-to, That's right? a go-to. Yeah. I like the flowers. Okay, are you ready for number one? Yes. This is the most disappointing Valentine's Day gift. Uh, I've given it to somebody in the past. 34% say it's the most disappointing to receive. It is. Yeah. Furry handcuffs. Oh. Oh, furry handcuffs. <laughs> You've done it? I have. Yeah. Would you be disappointed with the furry handcuffs? No. Depends who is wearing them, though. <laughs> so Maura was just going through the 10 worst Valentine's Day gift ideas. And I'm sure for somebody, all those things would have been cool. Like my wife, I think the things that work best for my wife, you would probably not be as into. Oh, yeah. What's that? My, I think the best thing I could do, and she's never specifically said this, but the gifts that work the best 
are the ones that make me look like a good guy in front of her friends or coworkers. <laughs> Okay, so if it was not a COVID era, yes. you'd be the kind of guy that would send something to her work? That would be better than having it at home. Like if I were to send her flowers, it would be much better for somebody to come to the front desk and be like, oh, is there a Deb here? Right. I've got yeah. some flowers. A public display, a public of, a, display of, a, yeah. of affection. That's exactly right. I she, get it. I get it. And I don't know if she would even admit to this, but I know. I know that's it. She, she would like she that. Likes like the that. greatest gift I ever gave Deb for Valentine's Day. Yeah was I had a barbershop quartet show up at her work and sing her a romantic song. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I would be mortified. Yeah. That, That's I, pretty embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, but it was a small office at the time and it was really funny and cute and it was these like old dudes. In and this, they wore the outfits? They had the outfits, they had the whole thing. It, it went over really well. Did it? Yeah. She, it was, everyone in the office loved it. They loved it. Yeah, it was just so a cute was not, little moment. You she know? was not embarrassed. She wasn't embarrassed, no. She's not the type to get embarrassed about stuff like that. You would probably hate that. Or yeah. someone else would hate that. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's not my cup of tea. Gerald sent us a text and was saying what he did last year. He gave his partner flowers and then made her like a full five course meal, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love that. Bundus, what's your gift giving strategy when you got a girl on uh, on your? I I don't have one. I suck at giving gifts. I hate giving gifts, whether it's Christmas, birthdays. Like I, yeah. I hate doing it. Uh, generally, end up going with like perfumes or lingeries, um, unless there's something specific that they mention to me in conversation. Then I'm like, oh, that could be clever to get her that. Mm. Um, I don't like to do the like super cheesy, like, oh, here's flowers and look at how lovey dovey I am. Cause that's not really who I that's am. That's not who you are. No. You're more of a sound bar kind of guy. Home, <laughs> yeah. home entertainment yeah. Yeah. system. Uh, flat screen TV <laughs> mount. You know, TV mount. Yeah. That's his job. Practical. Yeah. yeah. So what are the odds that you are getting divorced? Canada is the 29th highest divorce rate country out of 87 countries. One out of every 309 adults here in Canada are divorced. I'm looking at one of them right now. You're looking at one right now. Look at you. I know. I remember when I was going through my divorce, like, does this soil my reputation or does it add a little bit of mystery? Great question. (laughs) Great question. Right? I think think Bunnis and I can both agree on this. Of course it soils your (laughs) reputation. (laughs) Sorry, Maura. No, no, no. Hate to break it to you. Does it add an air of history? (laughs) Let me give you an analogy, okay? Okay. (laughs) If you're at Best Buy Uh (laughs) and you're uh, looking at different things you can buy. I want no part of this conversation. Fundus, <laughs> you're weighing in on this. You're buying a laptop, okay? Yeah, yes. You're buying the new MacBook Pro. Okay. And they've got the regular one at regular price, and then they have the open box edition, one yes. that was returned. Which one costs less? <laughs> I'm not. I'm no comment. I don't like this analogy. Am I the open box? I've been used. I've been used and given back. Is that what you're I'm saying? I'm just asking you. Which one costs less? I was married for 13 Mora, months. I'm not. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about a scenario that doesn't involve you or marriage. 
Which one costs the less? The open box costs less. Oh, good for you. <laughs> You're right. The one that's been previously used but costs less. Is there an air of mystery <laughs> but, to that box? But are both laptops pers- perfectly functional and work great? Probably. Perhaps the box that's been opened has, has a story to tell. Has been around the block and lived to tell the tale. It's the box that's been returned more than once that you have to worry about. <laughs> no, I don't think. Guys, I, I don't. I th- for look, real. there's lots of reasons why relationships don't work. I kid. I'm just joking. So, but does it I, add an air of mystery, or is it a stain is, on a reputation? If you were dating someone and you like you went out on a date with someone and they said they'd been divorced two or three times, that would be a red flag. Yeah. Totally. What about once? What about once? There's lots of reasons for for it, and uh, it could be definitely an interesting conversation. There could be like a lot to talk about there. Wouldn't um, scare you though. Once, no. More than once, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. The thing about the one-time divorce, that woman is probably going to be so much more chill, Bundus, and not in a rush to hit that altar. Totally. I mean, she could have got married at 20, right? And, and yeah. And like, you know, 10 years later, they grew apart and right. they realized like they're not even like on the same life totally. path. Could be Mr. Wrong. Yeah. You know what's funny? My mom actually married a guy named Mr. Wrong. <laughs> she did not. Yeah. Her second husband's last name was Wrong. W-R-O-N-G. <laughs> well, did he turn out to be Mr. Right though? No, they divorced, they divorced seven years later. <laughs> The precursor. Uh, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a great husband. I, I don't blame my mom on that one. Well, then it shouldn't be a stain on the reputation. He literally was Mr. Wrong he in was. every way possible. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the country with the highest divorce rate is Russia. It is Tucker Amora along with Professor Bundes. Is it a good idea to take advantage of some deals for an all-inclusive vacation right now to the Caribbean? Well, lots of people are. I mean. Canadian air carriers operated more than 1,500 flights between Canada and 18 popular vacation destinations since October 1st. Well, you got to get all those politicians and uh, (laughs) all those high ups down on their Christmas vacations, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Most popular destination from Canada right now? Cuba? No, Jamaica. Oh, nice. But you know... Some people are getting stuck, and I wonder if you feel bad for them mm-hmm. right now. Bundes, feeling any... Uh... No, I feel zero sympathy for <laughs> No you. sympathy. None. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be aware of what you're signing up for. The repercussions. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let me tell you about some people who have found themselves stuck in the Caribbean. Of course, um... It wasn't that long ago that our government put in place that you need to have a negative COVID test in order to board a flight to Canada. Mm -hmm. Some people were already in the midst of their vacation when they found out this news. But as we all know, there have been warnings from the federal government to stay put anyway. So uh, if you travel, you face the risk of the rules changing while you're away. Mm -hmm. Couple from Montreal. They're a family of four uh, with the kids. Traveled to the Dominican just before New Year's. While they were there, the rules changed. Mm -hmm. They start hearing about it. Fine. Um, They decided, okay, well, we'll go get some tests. So they found a place they could get a test. $80 each down there. Uh Guess what happened next? They didn't get the results. They lost in the shuffle. Oh, no. Okay. So what do you do? <laughs> they can't get on the flight back to Canada. Now they're stuck. 
So what do they do next? Well, they paid for a second round of tests. Okay. But then they were told that the results would likely not arrive within the 72-hour delay required by the Canadian government. Because it's not only about getting the test, you got to get it back in time. Yeah, or well, it's not, uh, it doesn't qualify. doesn't qualify. So now it's like you got to make sure the test comes back within 72 hours, that you got a flight book, that you can get everyone back. Mm-hmm. So now what they're doing is they're stuck down there paying out of pocket for their hotel mm-hmm. while they get all this coordinated i mean i got tested before christmas my whole family did yeah and uh i would say it was three days before we got our tests back in canada Mm -hmm. you're in a foreign country or maybe things aren't uh the system isn't set up for such smooth uh you know the turnaround for results yeah she's blaming the government saying well don't let people travel if you don't want people to travel (laughs) don't let them travel i kind (laughs) of agree with her to a point well yeah uh, wow. You're not feeling any sympathy at all, Bundes? Zero. Absolutely <laughs> zero. Like, I, I just don't understand. I, I I don't have a problem. I like the idea of being free. And if I want to go somewhere, I have the ability to travel. I don't want the government to say, you're stuck in your house. I mm-hmm. want to be able to travel. But I'm also someone who really believes in personal responsibility. And if you're going to go and do something like that, mm-hmm. you have to weigh everything out. And you have to be sure of what you're doing. And you have to plan for all of the potential repercussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so, got to be able to stay down there for maybe a month or two if necessary. So right? this mm-hmm. one lady in the Dominican saying, oh, the government should say we can't go. No, you're just a moron. You didn't think about anything. You didn't. <laughs> plan and now you want to pin it on the government instead of taking any responsibility for your lack of forethought well i think in the end what we what we're realizing is that there are still a ton of people heading down south even though we're in the midst of a global pandemic i don't know what the right answer is but i'm just giving you some examples of some things happening to some people (laughs) down south might make you think twice about booking that vacation Tucker Amora, along with Professor Bundes. What's going on, Gus? Not much, guys. Just listening to you guys chat, as usual. Interesting topics. And right on point, Bundes. I totally agree with what you're saying. Right, man. I think, like to- uh, I think the responsibility has to be on the people. And nowadays, very few people can sit down, look at themselves, and say, this was my fault. No one can take blame. And they like blaming other people, yeah. other things that are completely like not the case. This is exactly what we're seeing happening in the U.S. too, right? Okay, I'll tell you what. If you're just joining us, uh, we were talking about people going on vacation to all-inclusive resorts or renting houses down in Jamaica and just getting away from the weather in Canada. Mm -hmm. And some people are getting stuck because of this, you know, got to have a negative test within 72 hours of your flight rule. Right, right. I mean, like, it's those same people that posted, like, what, it's been a tough year. Hopefully this all ends and their timeline has, like, six vacation photos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like all the celebrities. Yeah, oh, yeah. locked down again in our palatial estate overlooking the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks, man. No problem, guys. Take care. And what's going on, Paula? You know, I have to agree with Bundes today in everything he's been saying. <laughs> It's <laughs> just today. You don't normally agree with me. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things, uh, not so much like your um, decisions of uh, commitment or non-commitment. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair you enough. don't. You don't. You don't appreciate the way he uh, lives his romantic life. But, but you know what? I was you many years ago. But the travel conversation, I have to agree. I mean, we as 
people need to start taking um, responsibilities for our own actions. We cannot keep blaming everyone for decisions that we've made based on selfishness. Candy just sent us a text saying if you get a positive test, you'll sometimes get that positive test back for eight weeks before you start testing negative for COVID. So these people could be stuck in Jamaica for like two months. But these people shouldn't shouldn't have been traveling to begin with, because, Mm -hmm. again, you're taking that selfishness with you. I mean, how many of us would love to go travel right now? Right. Mm. And how many of us are following rules? Rules are in place for a reason. Yeah, my kids can't go to school right now. Uh, Maura can't operate her bar right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's lots of people who are suffering. But I will say this. Is that you just have to be willing to face the consequences. What I would exactly. like to see, though, is, I, you know, if this ever happens again, I can't believe the freedom of mobility we had in our country for the first eight months of the pandemic. Like, why is it only recently you need a negative test totally. to come here? We, you know, how long did it take for that South African strain to make it to Canada? Not long no. because they were letting it, people in. Yeah, I just think that as people and how we keep saying you know we should help each other and people keep saying oh yeah let's do all this you know what just stay home do what you're supposed to do for 14 days it's not a lot of time just do what you're supposed to do the numbers will go down and you know what we will save a lot of lives wow you're making too much sense here we're gonna have to (laughs) let you go okay thanks so much for coming on the show we appreciate it thanks guys You know, let's say you have to carpool, you got to take an Uber, you got to catch a cab, and it's COVID-19 days. You got no choice. You got a car share. So what do you do? How do you not catch COVID-19 in a cab? A professor of mechanical engineering with a background in fluid dynamics has broken down which window to open and which seat to sit in. I can tell you what it is. Okay. Just from common uh, logic. Oh, yeah? So if you're in the back of a cab or Uber, you got to be sitting not behind the driver, but to the right. Diagonally. Diagonally. So behind the front passenger seat. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now let's talk windows. If it were me, what I would want is I would want almost like a, a wind coming diagonally across the car. So I'm going to say front passenger side window down. Yeah. And then the opposite side I'm sitting on in the back seat down. So there's almost like this stream of wind that's dividing the driver and myself. Did you study fluid mechanics or something? You nailed it, buddy. <laughs> no, you know what it is? I used to smoke in a car. <laughs> so I figured out all the different, uh, you know... See, I would have thought, open your own damn window. Open the one right next to you, but no. no. I'll suck it right to your face. It, oh, so then all the air's coming at you. Yeah. But you see, um, I see cabs going by all the time, person sitting diagonally in the back seat. That's the right choice. But they've got their own window down. That's not the right choice. You choose the window across from you in the back seat and the passenger's uh, side window in the front seat. Yeah, you want that airflow acting as like a force field it's between like you a, and the driver. It's like, uh, yeah, it creates this wind tunnel and sucks all the air out. I, I would have literally got that wrong. Nice well, job. I'm also a sailor and have a great understanding of wind. But if you smoke a cigarette <laughs> in a car, this is common knowledge? Is no, that true? No, I just... I, <laughs> 
I, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, to I a spoke, point. Yeah, to a point. When I so, smoke in the car, different windows will pull the airflow in different ways. Yeah, but usually if you're smoking in your car, you have your driver's side window down a little bit and it gets sucked out if it's the only window you that's You hang the SIG uh, yeah, out the open, window. But then if you start opening other windows, it's going to change the airflow. Yeah, 100%. Also, if you have like one backseat window down and mm-hmm. no other window, then you get that weird little... <laughs> oh, like yeah, that, the, that the vibration, yeah. So then you got to open usually another window to kind of offset that. Did you ever smoke cigarettes in your parents' car? I was so stupid. I would... Um, I drove, like, my dad had two cars, one for him, one for my stepmother, although she rarely used it, so I would drive that car a lot. Mm -hmm. But part of my job was to pick her up at the train station if I had her car. Yeah. I would smoke cigarettes 15 minutes before (laughs) picking her up and, uh, you know, flick the butt out the window thinking she wouldn't notice as a non-smoker. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You'd have to crush the heat, like, really high. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way she didn't know I was smoking. She just kept it quiet because she was my stepmother and wanted to lay low and not be like, you know. Not be the enforcer, and my dad smoked. So oh, what so we, whatever. What were they going to say? Yeah, that's funny. Do you have the ability to communicate with ghosts? You know, like a medium. Experts sat down with mediums, and they found that there were some common traits that mediums were more likely to have than regular people. Mediums usually say they hear voices in their head and they communicate with ghosts and that that started when they were very young and that they were able to identify that it was a spirit and harness that. Hang on, Mariah. A ghost is trying to get in contact with me as we speak oh, right now. Hang okay. on. Y- yes, hello. Are you there? Uh-huh. Okay. Got it. Okay. I'll get back to you later. Okay. What happened? What happened there? They said this story's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe a word that Maura's going to say, because it's not true. It's garbage. It's garbage. Uh, and they also seem to be less concerned with what people think about them. They don't give an F what you think, Tucker. So that leads to one of two conclusions, say the experts. One, spirits pick certain people, and it's those people. It's their job to recognize that they're speaking with a ghost and harness the power and use their abilities. Or two, mediums don't really care what you think, so they make up anything they want. Steve's on the phone. He wants to convince me that mediums exist. Well, I don't know if I can convince you, but I definitely have a strong case. I would see the number 1111 repeatedly on the clock for years and years and years. Uh huh. I had a sister that passed away, and when I went to see the medium, she was telling me that my sister was showing her calendar the month of November and the 11th, but she couldn't comprehend what it meant, but she just had to get the message through to me. And the thing that, that really got me is when I go back, as everything is recorded, and when I listen to the tape, every little detail that adds up, I don't know how she could have known that many things. Mm. I was in the room once, uh, and there was a medium in the room, and they were talking about weddings. It was part of a radio show. And I kind of walked into the room and she looked at me and she says, oh, I see wedding bells all around you. And everyone cheered. I was excited. And then she's like, yeah, and it won't be your first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Oh, well, she probably had like a 50-50 chance on that one. <laughs> I mean, you're a pretty blonde woman. Good chance that a woman of your age would be with someone at that point in their life who they were serious about. Yeah, we were getting serious, and then we got married, and then I got divorced. Well, because she knew that there would be a lot of people after you. I don't think so. I think she saw that 
I was going to make a mistake. Steve, thanks, man. No problem. I'm a huge fan of the show, guys. Thanks a lot. Aw, thanks, Steve. It's Tucker and Mora. We're just talking about the possibility of whether or not mediums could actually exist. You know, psychics who can speak on behalf of the dead. I don't really buy it. One of the greatest escape artists and illusionists of all time, Harry Houdini, Mm -hmm. with his wife, they had a code, a secret code, and he promised her that when he dies, if he dies before her, Mm -hmm. that he would work hard to try and contact her Mm -hmm. and she would know it was legit via the code they had. So she tried for 10 years after he died. To contact him? To contact him. I just... And nobody was able to do it for a decade. What does that tell you? I think the thought is that not all spirits are still trapped on Earth. That some linger because Ah. they have a message and some don't. Ah. Houdini went straight to the pearly gates, man. See you later. Break this one down for me, okay? Okay. I'm in therapy after my car accident. Physical Mm -hmm. therapy? Physical therapy. Yeah. Gotcha. One day I come in, she looks at me and she goes, that girl you were with last night, you shouldn't see her anymore. What? So she's stalking you. She's following you around. (laughs) stalking your appointment. (laughs) This person doesn't know anything about my personal life, doesn't know what I do like throughout the week. Yes. And the night previous, I had gone out to a club. I was partying really late. And I I remember meeting this girl there and feeling really awkward sitting beside her because she was, I don't know how to explain I just got this bad energy. Negative energy. Got it. Gotcha. And when I came in the next day, she pinpointed it right away. She's like, you have this cloud of darkness around you. That person that was with you last night, that girl she said specifically, was an energy vampire was the word that she used. Whoa. So how does someone that I see once a week know that I was at a club partying with some with random, an energy vampire with an energy vampire i know how how instagram there you go <laughs> there was no instagram back then there was no instagram back then myspace it was myspace <laughs> myspace <laughs> aol uh, i don't know i'm sure there was something tucker come on didn't you used to like always uh, pose for those douchey pictures that clubs would put online uh, you know the websites yes that was thursday night at a different club uh, oh okay <laughs> Tucker Amora, new trend on TikTok, is confessing to the most messed up thing you did as a kid that you still regret. Of course, it's TikTok, so I feel like half the people that are telling stories are just making them up so they can try and go viral. <laughs> yeah. Like, I listened to this story. This guy's got a lot of attention for his post, and I'm like, did this really happen? When I was in fifth grade, me and my friends were talking at recess about what we wanted for Christmas. One of the kids was like, well, yeah, I get two Christmases now because my parents got divorced last year. So my immediate thought was, wow, I want two Christmases. So after school that day, I went home, made a Match.com account for my mom and left it up on my dad's work laptop. He checked his email that night, found it, packed my mom's bags, and she went to a hotel room. And the next day, we had a family meeting with my brothers and they told us they were getting a divorce. Seconds after they said that, I said it was me, and I said it was because I wanted two Christmases. My parents and my two older brothers did not look at me or talk to me for two months after. I'll tell you something. I had two Christmases growing up, and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it you know was what? great. Uh, me too. I had two Christmases. And, uh, it's yeah. like the one bonus of your parents not staying together. Pretty much the only bonus. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I can think of something that I did when I was in high school that to this day I regret. I believe we were in grade 10. I just got my driver's license. I was probably after midnight. And we do this thing in the fall where we would grab a hold to a plastic bag full of leaves. Yeah. 
And uh, while we would drive, we would lower the plastic bag onto the pavement. And the friction of the pavement on the plastic bag would cause it to bust open. And when it would bust open, it'd be like this huge explosion of leaves on the road, okay? Okay. Stupid. Stupid. It was like a stupid little, like, you know, high school boy kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, uh, our buddy had just been dumped by this girl who was pretty new to our school. Uh-huh. And it just so happens that she lived in this house at the bottom of a hill. Uh-huh. And the street did like a 90-degree turn right at her driveway. Mm. And we were in a Jeep Cherokee with like the back gate open and there were two guys in the back and then we started basically dumping leaves in front of her driveway like we would pick up a couple of bags we'd drive down the hill just as we would get ready to take the turn they would lower the bags onto the pavement they'd start like you know breaking apart and yeah. just as we'd make the turn they'd release the bags and they would go poof and create this explosion of leaves we did this over and over again and ended up like, I don't know how many bags of leaves busted open in front of her driveway. You're just really messing up her dad's day, probably, well, not her day. I had some kind of similar to that, actually. I remember when we were probably like 16, me and my buddy, Joe, we, we bought some like air gun BB guns. Yeah. And one night, we're just driving around the neighborhood with this BB gun in the car. <laughs> and we're taking pot shots at streetlights while we're driving around. Sure. I pass the gun over to Joe, and he fires the gun at a house, and the BB hit a window. Oh, no. And the window, like the bay window, shattered. Oh, oh boy. God. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I have never felt so awful. We yeah. booked it fast out of that neighborhood. We waited like an hour or two, and I remember driving back. You, you want to go back and look at <laughs> it? I wanted to see you the mess yeah, 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 that we yeah, created. Yeah, yeah. And oh like, God. oh my God, the lights were on. And like, oh, I felt so awful for that family that we did that. Yeah. Okay, I got yeah. a story. I stole something. How's that okay. for a tease? I'll tell you about it coming up. Just talking about a new TikTok trend, confessing to the most messed up thing you did as a kid that you still regret. Are you ready for this? There was a phase... In high school, where it would be really cool to have like a street sign in your room. Yeah. You know, of course. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I was uh, at a Dairy Queen right close to closing and uh, getting a couple of blizzards. They had at the front door like the entrance mat that said DQ on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, rolled up because somebody was mopping. It was close to closing. They were wrapping up their shift. and It's almost like they prepped it for you to take. <laughs> <laughs> my friend and I were like, we should grab that DQ mat. And I remember my brother was in university and I thought oh, I could give it to him for his res room. That would be so cool. <laughs> so, so as we walk towards the door, we kind of look around, we grab the mat, and we start running. We start running to the car. And then we turn around and look back just to see if anyone even noticed yeah. as we left. And sure enough, an employee has jumped over the counter and is now running after us. So we're like in a chase. We throw the mat into the car. We rip out of there. You and still, you hold on to the mat. You don't like drop it and no, run. No, no. We run. We rip. We got the mat. We're gone. And now like the blizzard doesn't taste good anymore because like we feel so guilty. We feel sick about it. We've ruined somebody's shift probably. So after we finish our blizzards, we go back around. 
then we threw the mat out the window. We could still see the employees there wrapping up their shift. We literally gave it back. We threw it out the window. <laughs> but they were probably like, oh, God, what did they do to the mat? Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's what they were thinking. So we're probably thinking, they do? what kind of idiot steals a floor mat? <laughs> yeah. And then brings it back. And then brings it back out of guilt. <laughs> I mean, almost a victimless crime. I'm sure whoever owns the franchise would maybe have to order another one mm-hmm. for like 25, 30 bucks. Oh, those are expensive. Are those they? floor mats, for sure. Like a commercial grade floor mat. Oh, yeah. Those are a couple hundred dollars. So, okay. anyways, we returned it. Yeah. They still have those mats when you go into a DQ? Yes, do you still they see do. Them and I like, still see them. Could have had one of those. Welcome to the party. It wouldn't be a party without you. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.